0: The enemy is having silent talks with people and no one else knows anything about it. In fact, the person who the enemy is talking to, they don't even know that they're really being talked to by the enemy. And so what the enemy does is he has us hear every here and there say negative things about ourselves, think negative things about ourselves. Those negative thoughts that we have about ourselves, they come from the enemy, the devil. okay, Lucifer, the one that was thrown out of heaven. That devil, just so we understand who we're talking about. That devil comes and he plants seeds, little discussions he's having with you about your weight, about your ability, about your inability, about your thoughts, about the, the non-existence of a certain thought. Anything that he can do, he's doing that. And they are private conversations that he's having with you. Why? Because those little seeds, those private conversations, they will build up and they will build up and then they will become a lump of unworthiness. I don't deserve, I'm not good enough, I'm too this, I'm too big, I'm too small, I'm not enough of this, I'm too quiet, I'm too loud. All of these things he knows that they are going to build up until you feel worthless until you actually feel hopeless these are small but this big thing when you feel hopeless this big thing when you feel worthless this big thing when you feel completely incapable or you don't have the capacity to even live and breathe and exist that big thing those are big things those are big weights but they start with small conversations They start with small conversations and you're walking around with these private conversations that Satan is having with you and no one else knows it. No one else knows it until you either commit suicide, attempt suicide, become addicted to some kind of medication or until you're just reckless, out of control. Walking in complete fear. Walking in complete fear because of these small conversations that have been happening over and over and over and over. till they have built up. And now you can barely exist. This is what the enemy is doing to us. This is what the devil is doing to us. And sometimes sometimes it also has to do with some of the things that we do and sometimes we do things wrong things sinful things and then what happens is when we do something a sinful thing here's that devil look what you did you really are something you're awful for you to do something like that you must be this you must be that and there's that conversation happening again and I honestly believe and this is something that might be controversial but I really do believe that when we think when we look at sin okay when we look at what the bible calls sin or what we think sin might be you might even think sin is something that it might not even be but it really doesn't matter if it's a sin or if it's not. It really is. It really matters about how that action makes you feel, right? And so, because what isn't what isn't a sin for one person or all might be a sin to one person or a act an unforgivable act or anything. It really depends on how we look at things or how we see things, right? But what I'm, the point that I want to drive home here is this: I don't think that God. I don't think that the Lord was so much concerned with the act of sin. I don't think that God was so much concerned with the act of sin as he was concerned with the feelings that it left behind. I'm gonna say that again. I don't believe that God is so much concerned with the act of sin. As much as he is concerned about the weight, the heaviness, the isolation, the loneliness, the guilt, the depression, the unworthiness that it leaves behind. And I'm talking about for someone who is actually a believer, right? And and even someone who might not be as strong in their faith as they would like to be, but they believe and they hold certain standards or certain things. And I think that God doesn't want us to involve ourselves in certain things because he knows what it will do, do, to us and the feelings that it will leave with us. And now that is just my thought. And the reason why I think that is because I always go back to the garden. I always go back to the Garden of Eden. I always go back to the unforbidden fruit that Eve chose to eat. I always go back to that. And I go back to when she fed it and gave it to Adam and he ate, right? And I think about that, how when that happened, everything changed. When that happened, everything changed. And what happened was their eyes were opened and they saw life in in the world as it actually was and not really the way God had intended for them to see. And I don't think that we can 100% uh deduct everything that that garden experience was was saying to us in the in those scriptures. But what I do know is that the moment that the, the fruit was eaten, the moment Adam ate it, they became afraid, all right? They became fearful and afraid. They hid and they hid. And I believe that those are the two things, those are the two things that either stops us from coming to God, believing in God, and, and or walking away from God. We fear and we hide. And I believe in that moment, and I believe right now in this hour and in that moment that it wasn't necessarily the act of eating the fruit. Of course, it costs sin to come into the world. But it was how it would make them feel. And I think God never wanted them to feel anything other than the fact that they were blessed in a beautiful garden with dominion. Okay, with dominion in a a beautiful garden. And perfect, really. I don't think God wanted them to see anything other than that but when sin came into the world there was that unworthiness fear hiding rejection all of that all of that came in because it was rejection the rejection of it all of hiding because oh my god God told us not to and we did anyway and there That thing right there, God told us not to, but we did anyway. That thing right there, that that statement that I just made. There is so much hopelessness, condemnation, um, rejection, and loneliness, and all of that comes from that. And I really believe that God never wanted us to feel those things. He never wanted us to feel those things because those are the things that lead us into despair and i do believe that that is why we see so many suicides overdoses and things of that nature because we're hiding we're running and we're afraid you can be hiding from or running from just this, this facade that the world has and that you're expected to live up to. And when you don't live up to that, then there's that hopelessness. And then, wow, then there's that unworthiness, that feeling of unworthiness. Or the fear that you'll never be able to add up or to measure up. And it's just all too much. And I really do believe that that is what people are feeling. I really do believe that 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 thing those words, that voice that the enemy is planting those small pieces of conversation that he is having over and over and over with us until they get big where until they're unconsumable where you can't consume and consume it anymore where it just takes you completely over. But no one knows that Satan is having these conversations with you. And you don't even know. You don't even necessarily know. You have really not identified with it. You just think it's a thing that you've dealt with all of your life. You just think it's something that, you know, you've always dealt with. And so the normal becomes. The, well, the, the the thing that's not normal becomes the normal, right? And you've just been going on. But now I decree that you must stop. In the name of Jesus, you must stop the voices from the enemy telling you that you're not enough, that you're not worthy, you're too big, you're too small, you're too loud, you're too quiet. Um, You're incompetent you don't understand some people have learning disabilities and they feel completely defeated in their lives in their work And they feel completely defeated and the enemy is telling you you're dumb. You're stupid You don't have what it takes. You won't measure up. You'll never measure up and These are lies, but they are lies that no one else No one else hears and so when you have these lies That are being told to that individual and nobody knows. And they're just going on with the flow until it just becomes too much. Too much. And this can happen to anybody. It doesn't matter how strong you think you are in your faith. It doesn't matter how much salvation you have or you're clinging on to. or It doesn't matter. If the enemy keeps talking, you will listen. Trust me doesn't matter if someone has a bullhorn and they're saying the same thing over and over and over and over let me just tell you something at some point it's going to start ringing in your mind conversations with the enemy and i am telling you that this is how we see suicides happen now i don't want anyone to think that I don't want this to be misconstrued or taken the wrong way. I am saying that there is a devil out here who does not want us to go on any further. He doesn't want us to continue, to succeed. And and pain is real. Yes, the pain is there. It's real. But it will get better. It will get better. I was there. I was on the verge of suicide. No one knew this. No one knew that the enemy was pounding these ridiculous things into me. And if it had not been for the Lord who rescued me one day. And I really do believe it was a rescue. It was a rescue because I did not want to be here. I did not want to be here. Maybe one day I'll feel more comfortable with sharing uh, exactly what that was. But I know what it feels like to be at that place. I know what it feels like. And it wasn't until I examined it. After the fact. After God had picked me up out of it and pulled me out of it. In that moment, rescued me. If it wasn't for him doing that, I would have gone on home to be with the Lord. And I just wanna say that when he did pull me out, he began to have me examine the spirit of fear, hopelessness and things like that. And that's why I'm speaking about it right now. That's why I'm talking about it right now. And I just wanna encourage someone to know that, yes, it absolutely feels impossible. It absolutely feels like the most hopeless situation, and you absolutely do feel that you are impossible to help. You absolutely feel that you are impossible to help, but nothing is impossible for our God yes you feel impossible to help no one can help me no one can pull me out of this but the devil is a liar he is a liar God came into the world to save us from our sins he came into the world to save us from the hand of the enemy And nothing is too hard for him, not even you. You are not hopeless. You are not helpless. You are enough on your own. You are enough standing right by yourself. You don't need anyone to stand with you in order for you to be enough alone, with one foot in front of the other or side by side standing flat foot. You are enough on your own. God can handle the rest if you just hold on, if you just don't give up, if you press through, I don't care if the if you just say help me, Jesus, if that's all you can say. If you can't even get a full prayer through, if you can just if sometimes help is all we need to say. My God, he will hear that cry. He will pull you up and he will give you some more running in your feet. I just wanted to drop that here. I don't want anyone to feel like I'm accusing making accusations or anything. I don't judge that thing. I don't because I know pain way too well to speak negatively or judge or have judgment about it. I feel if you don't know about a thing, sometimes you should just be quiet. That's how I feel, but I know what I'm saying because I know that I was there. I was there and I am going to share it. I'm I'm going to share more about my experience at some point. But, amen. I love y'all. I really do. We are in a fight together. We are out here together, and the same enemy is after all of us. Stay blessed. Love you guys.